here we are, opting out, opt out, <laughs> and um, kind of on the quest to find our own personal extraordinary. Um, if you've been following my journey, and you would kind of know that, well, one, we're mobile and on the road, not really sure exactly what we're doing, um, but waiting on God in that so um, it'll be very interesting especially for those who follow you know where where we are what i will say is that we have been well cared for everywhere we've gone we've had a space made for us um even with all this is going on i mean when you know that god is with you when you're in a situation where there's a lot of limited mobility and you don't feel limited in mobility and i'm going to say guys we have not been limited in mobility i'm telling you like and not planned either like I mean it's going to sound sad but there was a whole point where I really didn't even really know what was going on still don't fully know what's going on and everywhere we go everything is fine there's a space open things are open um and when things were maybe at its most shut down we were still in a space where it's just interesting we just really have been blessed um in all of this and so we just know God's hand is on us and guiding us um, and uh, as of recently, I mean, I've been doing a lot of writing pretty much since the wilderness season started, um, but it looks like God is calling me to do a bit more writing based on this podcast, so more on that uh, another time, but keep an ear out for what that's going to be, but we had some discussion earlier, and I'm loving it, you know, it's kind of, we can call it a <laughs> Sunday morning, you know, warm conversations, <laughs> um, I say warm because we were drinking tea, but, you know, it might be coffee some other time. But it's also a warm conversation because it might be something that has ice in it. So, <laughs> so, um, so the conversation that we had is kind of neat because I wasn't sure what we were going to talk about. So it's kind of moved around. But really, I know something that I kind of want to bring up. And the last podcast I did, I talked about Jesus. And that was the first time I really just spoke about him. I kind of let my, my what I talk about be led by God and, and I love that because God's timing is perfect. A lot of people feel like God is a certain way you know, that he either is this this overbearing very angry father figure who doesn't have time for you um, or this uninterested um, being that is there and doesn't really care what's happening to people's people are on their own um, to so many different, to somebody who's cruel, you know, that lets things happen. There's so many different opinions, and um, after thinking about it, and I was just thinking about, you know, some of the things I've heard from people when it comes to Christianity, which is also has a whole lot of, you know, just negative connotation that people have with it, and it's and it's rightly so. You know, history of it is pretty bloody, and it's and it's pretty judgmental. And it's been pretty ugly. The history of the church, even to this day, you know, I, I've heard a lot of conversations of believers who've been hurt by their churches. I mean, it happens a lot. And, and people will attribute this to their relationship with God, um, which honestly, most people don't really have. Um, oftentimes we inherit, you know, our religion or inherit our relationship with our churches from our parents. You know, we, we were raised going to church. It's a part of routine. We are told this thing that we should do so we become grown-ups with our own children we feel like this is something we should do but ultimately a lot of us um, at these times don't really have a personal relationship with God and I think that is the, all the difference that is why I think it's so easy for um, all the stuff out there to really sway people and there's a lot of contradictions out there um, 
as well that that creates confusion. The thing is, I mean, just like any child, if you think about it, if you're a parent, this will make sense. If you're not, this still might make sense because you were once a child. But oftentimes, a child comes into this world um, not really sure what to know about anything. They're pretty much just like this blank slate <laughs> of a personality and people and all this. They're not really sure what they're going to be yet. Um, and as they move forward, they, they get used to the, the uh, authoritative figures around them. And, and depending on how they're treated and interacted with, that will determine kind of how they start seeing an interaction with the world, whether they trust it or they don't trust it. Um, they learn how to trust based on their first several years. Um, and I had someone actually said that, and it made perfect sense to me. Um, and then it comes a point in time when if the people around you start contradicting, start being inconsistent, start doing things, saying one thing, doing another, holding you to different standards than they hold themselves, it can really mess with how a child views authority, how a child views safety and security and what to expect and rules and fairness and what's just and what's right. It starts messing with that. And after enough times, or over enough time, oftentimes they will just dismiss authority in their lives um, in an extreme circumstance, and they can even get more extreme than that. And so I think that there's some parallels there with how people view um, God. You know, that because of the way people have um, portrayed God, portrayed Jesus, portrayed Christianity, um, it's been coupled in with who God is. And so since people don't have a personal relationship with God, um, there's all this evidence <laughs> based on what people have done and said and contradicted and, and everything like that that just makes it look real bad. And so I was, you know, thinking that um, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, the Bible, what it's supposed to be has really bad press. Like just really, looks like he's got some bad press. <laughs> And based on our, our last conversation, we were talking about um, the information age. You know, before it would take a little bit of time for you to amass several, like, lots of knowledge. Like, it took time, but now you can take in knowledge, like, at light speed almost. So fast. I mean, literally, the light's coming at you, and as quick as it's coming at you, it's being absorbed by your mind. You don't even realize it, how much you're taking in, even as you're taking it in. You know, you know the images, the words, the sounds. <laughs> You know, it's all coming at you, video, and your brain is parsing, and our brains are very smart, I don't think we realize that, um, like it's taking stuff, like, subconsciously even, that we might not even know, and then we'll call up something and be like, oh, I didn't realize I read that, but I did, and so when you think about it that way, how quickly it's now coming at you, um, especially the loud stuff, the opinionated stuff, you're getting, well, I mean, I remember I look up something to find out what's going on, I rarely do this because of this reason. And you've got opinions on all the sides, literally all the sides um, coming at you. <laughs> and then when you think about how Google ranks their searches, then you're like, it's interesting, like what you get, because you have to keep reading, and you'll you will it's so interesting. You will find, even if you're googling like a symptom, <laughs> like a medical symptom, you will find stuff on like all the sides. Like you're fine, you're not fine, you might die. <laughs> like literally, if you keep looking, you will see all of it. Until you find the answer you want. <laughs> I'm serious. Test that out. No, don't test it out. <laughs> no confusion. Um, but point is, is that um, for anybody not searching, searching, you know, for, for who God is, if they ever decide to take on that search, and eventually a lot of people do, um, it's a bit more difficult because there's a lot of bad press out there. 
you know, when, when, when tragedy happens, when, when, um, when you hear how a lot of people think about it, when you see the opinions of things on there, when you see people who, who are, you know, very high in the Christian community doing things, you hear they've done things that, that, um, that contradict the belief system, it just starts hurting all those things. But what people fail to realize, and I've had this conversation with somebody who was also um, struggling with, with who God was and, and from an angry place. Um, and I remember saying, you know, everything you're saying, you're right, but remember, you're talking about people. You're not talking about God. And somehow the bad press, it's so interesting, it's all people, people's actions, and it's attributed to, well, gosh, you would want to believe in a God like that, right? And so when you take, let's just say, Christianity out of it, you take God out of the equation, and you look at other people who do the exact same stuff, you know, it's an interesting thing. Well, if you believe in God, then we're holding you to a higher standard. And I get that. But it's still people. It is still people wherever you go. And I've even been through that. And a lot of times church hurts happen, and people will have, go to a church and have something um, hurtful happen to them. And then they will turn around and either, you know, they'll leave the church and attribute it to, to God because they're hurt. Um, and sometimes it's easier to do that than to the people. Um, and then they'll um, start talking about other people to people. Why well, I went to church, I tried that, it didn't work for me, this is what happened. Um, and, and it would make sense. Well, gosh, that's pretty messed up. And then it all gets coupled in, and it makes God look bad. And and um, and because of that, uh, it makes it really hard to draw near, to have that relationship, because it's, I, I call it kind of hugging porcupines, you know. <laughs> Once you hug a porcupine, if you're not prepared for the, the fallout and consequences of that, oftentimes God will get to blame. But it is not God who made these choices. And I think that, Honestly, to be, I mean, just, just hit me. I love how God kind of will speak into things. But most people, and it was me, I was like this too, and I you know, knew God at eight years old. But really, I remember thinking like, well, what is the gospel? Who really is Jesus? And what did God do? And what is all this for? I mean, even though I, I was going to church and I was listening to things, I believed in God, believed still in God. But if anybody had have asked me anything, I couldn't have answered anything. I'd said, well, you know. I really don't know, and I really do think that a lot of people don't really know um, the full picture. Like we go in, we, we have the basic stuff, and most sermons will will address you know um, concepts in the Bible, but really like a, a an overview picture of like what is it, why, <laughs> what are we even doing, what is the point. Um, we don't often get that form of education um, to understand. So when rough things happen, it's very easy for people to say, well, gosh, you know, return the sender. I don't want this. You know, and they think it's easy just to do that. And and, and based on that, it makes sense because there's no roots there. There's no rooted system. You know, if you think about anything that has shallow roots, if a big old wind comes, it's just going to blow away. You know, and so, and that's like for a lot, a lot of people. I mean, it was me. I think the reason why I didn't fall away, um, it's so interesting, because, you know, I went to college, I even got curious about other things, um, but for me, and, and everybody's made differently, and God talks to us all differently, um, I've always kind of heard from God since I was little, um, without even really knowing it, it was just kind of a, like, I knew it was Him, but, you know, not in a, in a very, like, a grown-up way, right, and so I knew God was real, just knew it, 
even if I couldn't have explained it, even to myself, um, it was just something I knew. And, um, and so even in those years, I went and tried other, um, other belief systems and things like that. I never wanted to leave God because I knew God was real. So I tried to blend and mix <laughs> and try to see that all work, things I thought were interesting or fun. I'm like, oh, maybe I can do a little bit of both, you know. God's still at the forefront, but let's try this. <laughs> and without knowing any better, you know, because I didn't know. I, and that's a lot of us. We don't really have the foundations, you know, of belief, of who God is, who Jesus is, who the Holy Spirit is, and how that all works, and what that even means, and what was the point, and why why even put the apple in the garden anyway, or not the apple, I'm sorry, I didn't actually say it was an apple, but why put the forbidden fruit there anyway, you know, why let this happen, why this, why that, you know, um, we all have those questions, and most of the times they're not answered, I mean, only recently have I had some of those questions answered, <laughs> At, like recently. Like in the last year or two years, um, and I've been at it a while. So how often, how other, how many others are in that same boat? And so we go back to, you know, there's bad press around who Jesus is, who God is, and how it all works. Who the Holy Spirit is definitely around that. Even within <laughs> within church, you know, belief uh, creeds, there is even some there's some dispute there. That's the other part that's hard is is if we can't even all have a unified belief within the the church, the the, the people who um, call themselves Christians and, and things like that, then how how can we stand or explain or give an account that's accurate and consistent and and the same for anybody who wants to know? And I'm going to give a, a, a reference to the legal system here um, or even how these things work is oftentimes when you want to prove something, you want someone to believe it, they're going to want to be able to corroborate it, meaning if they ask the same thing to different people who believe the same thing, they're going to be looking for the same answer. And if the answers vary, if they're different, if, it, if it's here or there, if it's contradicting each other, then it's going to lose credibility. It's just how it works. And that's unfortunately what's out there right now, is that there's not a unified message, at least amongst people right now. Now, if you go to the source, a lot of people don't, um, and that's another unfortunate thing. I mean, there's so many <laughs> there's bad press for a reason. Um, even going way far back, you know, to to um, some of the earlier uh, denominations, um, they, the way they would do things is it was very much, I'm going to say gatekeeping. So um, you had one person who knew the Bible. And back then it was not translated the way it is now. So you had one person who could read what language the Bible was in, and then that one person would relate the message to many. And that's kind of the way that um, the people were fed or the people were taught the word. And one of the reasons why there was division, so if it was one group, then it started becoming other different denominations and sects and all this other stuff. All that happened because of disagreement on, on how it was being taught, what was important, and so people started rolling off into their own ways of doing things, I say their own ways, um, the way they thought the Bible should be taught. And one of the big ones was people thought that people should be able to read the Bible for themselves because there's power in directly going to it rather than having someone else do it for you. Um, there's actually a, another legal term that, that actually in, in court they call it uh, hearsay. 
that if you're if you speak on behalf of someone else within a court of law, it's it's usually not accepted because it's not direct testimony which you can corroborate. So it's not accepted. So if someone's telling you something that someone else said, <laughs> then there's definitely some there can be some breakdown in what's happening there. So they say it's better to always go to the source. And so there were people in the early church, say early, I don't know how many years, hundreds of years later, but um, who believed that people should be able to go directly to the source, to the Bible, to understand it on their own. And so um, because of that, and so even within the early church, there was already some division and some, some turmoil. People were getting jailed and killed and then turned up missing and all this other stuff back then around this controversy. And so if you even think about back then, and that wasn't even so long after Jesus, we'll look at where we are now, <laughs> 2,000 years later of stuff like that continuing to happen, you know, of course you're going to have a whole lot of bad press. And now it's happening at a light speed because we've got the information age and a whole lot more extra stuff being thrown um, into the mix. Um, new belief systems, new understandings, things that sound great on paper. That's the thing, a lot of this stuff sounds wonderful in favor, but unfortunately, it's really hard to enact. So, um, so really, I, if you haven't already, it probably would be helpful to listen to the, the previous one I did about let's talk about Jesus, or Jesus becoming kind of a four-letter word <laughs> um, these days, and I kind of build a little bit of a platform um, for this if you are interested, if it speaks to you. The cool thing about how God works is that um, he does the work, so uh, he, he, he kind of does something. It's like he flips a switch on in a person for a person to get curious. You know, it's actually really neat if you look at some of the different stories out there of people who um, were completely against God. Like, <laughs> like, there are people who are just kind of nonchalant, and it's just there, and they're fine. And there are people who are directly just against who God is, and so they'll set out to disprove who God is using very smart human methods and science and things like that, and it's so neat. I mean, I haven't looked at every single case out there, but the ones I've heard of have usually <laughs> kind of run themselves into belief, <laughs> which has been kind of an amazing story because it ended up helping bring belief to others. A lot of theories out there um, tried to state that belief in God and science um, are mutually exclusive. Uh, and there's a lot of, of um, support for that. And so people who went to use, you know, the science to, to try to, to disprove God found themselves believing in God just fell right in. <laughs> and so that, that's very interesting. And if you're interested, look it up. I'm not thinking of any of the people right now. Um, I think Case for Christ might have been a person who did it. Um, but it's, it's, it's pretty amazing to, to, to see people, like brilliant people, like uh, there was a, I think physicists and that who have found that actually science explains more who God is, you know, and gives us more understanding. Um, and it's not mutually exclusive. And so I do believe that God calls his children, like we get that feeling in us that says we want to know more. And I don't think there's anything wrong with exploring that. And I don't think there's cool thing about who God is, is God is not a, um, he's not a gatekeeper, he is not a warden for a prison. Um, you are well, you are free to come and go as you please. He's not going to shut the door behind you. He wants you to have a choice. He wants, he, he loves you. He loves all of his creation. I mean, every single person 
And as Derek Prince says, that leaves out nothing and no one. <laughs> that means everyone. Everyone is love. Um, and what that love means is that, that you have a choice. You are free to say no to God. Every single person is free to say no. And just so you know, and this is a, a big thing that I, I have been talking about a lot and probably should do a, a whole podcast on it, is um, a red flag in any situation, and I mean any situation you can think of, is that if you won't feel like you are free to say no, to decline, to opt out, then there is something wrong and you should definitely explore deeper. Because, And that, that goes for friendships, that goes for career relationships or situations that goes for spiritual situations if you're in a church and you feel like you aren't free to express yourself or to say yes or no to something then that is not of God because God says you always have a choice you can say no to him and he is not going to stop you from breathing (laughs) he is not going to punish you for saying no that's your choice you have a choice he gives you the option to accept him to know him to be friends with him to, to, to be in community with him and 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 a lot of people will decline that. You know, and, and we can talk more again about what that looks like and I can even um, cite some, some examples of, of um, what that actually ultimately means um, another in another time. But ultimately at this point, just knowing who God is, having a relationship with him, breaking down some of that bad press and there's so much we broke down, but I think ultimately what I want to focus on is that you have a choice. You always have a choice. If you feel like you don't have a choice, there is something wrong. Because that is not the truth. And that is in anything. And I would say the evil forces in the world want you to think you don't have a choice. Want to try to essentially force you, kind of maze you, like a little rat in a maze, or a mice and a mouse, a little poor mouse in a maze, to the decision that it wants you to make. Whether using fear, using guilt, shame. All of that stuff, I'm going to tell you, that stuff is not about God. really is light and God is love. If it is in the dark, if it makes you feel bad, I'm telling you, it is not of God. Period. Period. You can test me on that. You can message me on that. I have seen, I have seen a lot of things. I have seen things. (laughs) And I am telling you, God is light. For sure. (laughs) For sure. And what I love about this is that I don't speak on my own. And even as I say this, I pray that whoever, because this message is not for me. This is a message that has been sent and spoken through me. And so my prayer is, is that whoever hears this, whether you feel like you want to dismiss it or not, that God would speak to you in a way that you would understand, that you would feel that that joy in knowing that you have a choice. And also that you're loved. More than anything, you are loved. Whatever you choose, you are loved. You are loved greatly and deeply and I just pray that you receive that and you allow that to really plant as truth because I think that's the biggest attack that we have on us in this world is attack against us being important being loved being created as beings of people of of one of love and out of love and it's pretty amazing when you think about it so I want to leave you with this number one as you guys know. <laughs> yes, you, you are extraordinary. But also, you are loved. You are loved in a way that you couldn't possibly understand. Think of someone or something, probably someone, your dog, your, your child, your husband, your wife, your spouse, partner, whomever you can think of, um, a family member. Just think of someone you really just love. 
just love them. Wouldn't want to see anything ever bad happen to them. If you could, you would just do everything you could to make their life wonderful. And how you feel about them. And I'm saying multiply that by infinity. Because that is how much you are loved. That's how wonderfully you were created. And what that means, I mean, is that you have purpose. That you're here to undergo, to live out a beautiful purpose in life. That you're going to enjoy. That's the thing. You're supposed to enjoy it, not not dislike it. And guess what? It is also a choice. You can say no. You can opt out at any time. <laughs> and the door is always open. And it's a, it's, it's a real it's a real offer. So I look forward to exploring more of that um, with you as, as I am led. And I am looking forward to when we get together again. And just know, again, you definitely are extraordinary. Love you all.